Hi, my name is Tiffany Stiles, and I'm the owner of Tiabi Coffee and Waffle and the Jolt Coffee Co. Hi, how you doing? This is Kirk Dorn with Creekstone Farms Premium Beef, and you are listening to Two Sharp Chefs. What's up, chefs, hospitality family, foodies? You're listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss chef and journalist and i'm louie victa chef and professional food photographer thanks for joining us we started this podcast in june 2019 to honor anthony bourdain a fellow chef who gave us all a better understanding of different cultures and people through his daring food adventures we're here to expand the dialogue we're two chefs cooking up raw honest conversations about chef life food and the hospitality industry so come on in you can sit with us. Hola, Louis. Hola. Um, today we are talking with Bite Size, the owner, CEO, Bridged In Crew. And because of that, we are talking in pandemic provisions today. We are talking about our favorite bite sized foods, AKA appetizers. So, okay. I, yeah. Um, I'm a little partial, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was a sous chef at Border Grill, so that was my first sous chef job. So I might be partial here, but I really like the Border Ceviche. Um, it's kind of like a Peruvian ceviche because it has ahi amarillo sauce. Um, it has some fried plantains on the bottom of it. Um, sustainable fish, which depends on what's good and what's sustainable at the time. Um, it has ginger, avocado, uh, and it's just, it's its sour and it's sweet and it's spicy. And it's got that great balance of flavors the way Peruvian food does. Um, in general, ceviche is almost always a must get for me when I'm at a place. Um, I love ceviche. And ceviche is basically fish that's been cooked, and I have air quotes up, cooked <laughs> by citrus juice. So it's not traditionally cooked, you know, with heat the way that you would think fish would normally be cooked um, in other cultures. It's cooked with the lime, the lemon juice, the orange juice, the citrus is what makes it cooked <laughs> instead of heat. Um, it likely started in South America. As always, there's some arguments about its history, but most likely it's from Peru um, and or Ecuador. How about Chile? What you got? Um, I've got like a an American favorite. It's also known as Devils on Horseback. It's bacon wrapped dates. They call it Devils on Horseback because the date is black. So um, for Angels on Horseback, I believe it's bacon wrapped oysters. Oh, and then Cherubs on Horseback, Horse Horse. <laughs> Cherubs on Horseback, it's apricots. So it's just like a little stuffed date with mm. almond and cream cheese, goat cheese or blue cheese that's wrapped mm. with bacon. Uh, who doesn't know this? It's great with like a little toothpick, a little port wine reduction. And my favorite in town is the classic Firefly. Mm. Mm -hmm. Old school. You're going OG here. Actually, we're going OG. OG. So we're both going OG. Right? Going OG. But I'm going to throw a new name in there. The bacon wrap dates at Hamon Hamon Tapas are pretty amazing. And they're all the way up north. So the executive chef of Hamon Hamon used to be the exec at Julian Serrano. So go check them out. All right, we're excited because we are talking to the owner of Bite Size Magazine, an online magazine app. 
Uh, it's got a lot of food in it. So that's why we're talking with Bridge and Crew today. Uh, you know, let's ask you about that. Uh, I actually took a good look at it. Um, and I noticed that even though you have fashion and you have like hair salons, you have a bunch of things on there, like anything that you need in Las Vegas, you can find on his app. Um, but there's a preponderance of food on there. Why is that? Oh, because, uh, food is such low hanging fruit. I mean, um, we started <laughs> about a, a year ago and, um, it's COVID proof. So, um, even when everything was down, people were still eating and eating well and, um, and who doesn't like food? I mean, you know, you can maybe be into fashion, maybe possibly be into music, but I mean, who isn't into food? So um, it was uh, it was one of the things that we really want to target and really want to put a focus on, especially the local food in Las Vegas. Um, uh, I'm not I'm, I don't want to say that Las Vegas is sort of underrated when it comes to um, the availability of really, really great food. But I've traveled around and I think Vegas really is kind of underrated when it comes to food. We have some really, really great food in this town and um, we really wanted to showcase and highlight it. But it was such an easy choice, again, because everyone loves food. Yeah, I don't understand. I actually have met a few people that say that they don't care about food. And I just I I'm like very suspicious of people like that. Like, no, I don't care about food. Right? Is it a non-negotiable for you, Louie? Like if you find out like you're dating someone and they're like, I don't care about food. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's tough learning it's, curve. It's it really did. fucked up, dude. Yeah, it really, <laughs> you know, a food person dating a non-food person is, yeah, that's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's 21 times a week at least. And it's like, really? Like, you don't care right. where we eat? You don't have any opinions? You don't like this? Or I'm just, ooh. how about you, Bridget? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? People that don't like food or they don't care where you eat? I'm not sure what to think of somebody like that. It's almost <laughs> like, and you meet, you meet certain people, like I'm not really into music, food yeah. and music. I, I, I'll stick with food. I'm not sure how you're not into food. I mean, yeah. I get it. You want to maybe just eat to live, but food is such a, it's one of the greatest joys in life to enjoy a, a really good, really good food. I don't understand how someone yes. that's it weird. becomes and, a part of you. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Very, very, very intimate task here. You know, yes. <laughs> Why would you want to pick the Hanes or the fruit of the loom when you can have, you know, <laughs> Versace? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bring Calvin so, Klein. <laughs> so, Bridge, how did you come up with Bite Size Magazine? Like, why did you think that this is something that would work? Um, I thought it would work well. I used to write for like the uh, Las Vegas Weekly. I used to write for Seven Magazine. Um, used to do some different things for the Sun. Uh, I, I came up with it because I, I, I guess I sort of realized as we started to get less and less work, especially as freelance writers, people don't read anymore. Um, people don't like to read anymore. I think people, uh, they scroll and they'll read maybe, uh, the headline of an article as opposed to reading the entire article and feel informed. So if they can read something that says like, you know, um, uh, president Joe Biden just signed a bill for blah, blah, blah. And they read that and they feel like, okay, I've been informed. Uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> so no one no one reads anymore. Even the article they don't click on the article. People just scroll and then they uh, want to be informed really really quickly and to get on with their lives. And um, about five or six years ago, I thought about the idea of creating creating a magazine that where all the um, all the articles were video or auditory. And as our social media changed, as um, our world changed, and as we um, consume information uh, 
differently, I should say rather quickly. And we're so spoiled of choice. I wanted to create something that we can inform people really, really quickly, really, really sharply in, in an organized way. So if you go on the actual magazine, you're looking for food and beverage. We got it there. We got it uh, categorized by, by the globe. So if you're looking for Italian, American, Asian, um, all these different types of um, genres, we, we just sort of organize it in a way that you can find it really quickly. And then when you find a restaurant that you like, you can click on it and the listing, it works just like Yelp. It'll give you like, you know, how you can get there, the number and everything else. But the actual content is uh, different social media and different, I should say social media, but different uh, video and auditory content that you can kind of click on and kind of experience um, what it would be like if you go to choose to patronize that business. So we wanted to do something that was really sort of really quick, really sharp, that you don't necessarily have to read, but you can actually just experience instead. Excellent. And yeah. how does it do globally? And also, I had heard that you do it in different languages. How is that possible? Um, well, the first question is doing very well globally. I think we actually have more people who have downloaded the magazine in other countries than we have um, even here in the States. We're at 1.3 million downloads so far. Um, awesome. And that's in a year of time. And most of the people who have downloaded are in India and Pakistan and Turkey and um uh, Germany, uh, Canada, even all, you know, all over the States. We have a pretty good following here in Vegas as well, but most of the people, when they see Las Vegas and they see, you know, uh, people love Vegas, uh, no matter what, they're, they're going to download it. And I'd love to take the credit for the fact that we have so many downloads, but uh, a big, a big selling point is Vegas. And, yeah. um, and yes, we do have it in a bunch of different languages. Um, we have a lot of voice talent. Uh, again, it was really easy to find because uh, Vegas is a, you know, a melting pot of so many different people. The goal was to create content that, that people can uh, travel all over the world. And instead of like trying to figure it out in English, um, we hope to have it sort of in their native tongue. So when they come here and travel, they can find where to go and what to do in their native tongue. So that was sort of the reason why we did it in a bunch of different languages. That's so cool. Language. I love yeah. that. I know. This is the future, people. It really is. It's awesome. I hope so. I hope so. We've, we've already started building out for LA, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix. Wonderful. That's very cool. Um, you. you mentioned that you used to work in magazines. And, um, you know, I come from that same genre in a lot of ways. And Louie and I are audiovisual people. Obviously, we have a podcast. And, uh, you know, I've worked in TV and radio. Do you think that magazines, newspapers are close to being over? Do you think it's a dying field, profession, publication, or do you think there's a place for both? Because you've been in both. I think there's a place for both. Uh, dying, I, uh, I wouldn't want to say dying. I don't think it's, I don't think it's dying necessarily. I think it is, I think it needs modernization. Anything needs to be modernized a little bit and needs to be done in a way that is, again, sort of conducive to um, the times. I think that um, there are ways to do it and create it in a, in a, in a different way to where people who, uh, who, who still enjoy to consume information like that can, can also do it, but also reach a new generation of, 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 of kids who, um, who really don't like to read magazines per se. We're so spoiled of choice. That's, uh, I think the problem is that we, we have so many different options to uh, consume information or just to be entertained by. We got Amazon Prime, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, we got Disney Plus. You have all these different ways to kind of, and uh, that's not even including social media and how you know we consume information that way as well. 
there's just so many different options for people to the point to where now, if you're not sort of moving along with the times or trying to, you know, stay ahead, uh, you end up lagging behind. And then now you have to kind of reinvent what or how you actually give people information. So, and that's essentially what I'm trying to do with Bite Size. I wanted to, to do it in a way that was sort of modernized, quick and easy, but it's still in the same sort of format of your, your I guess, your standard publication. All right. That's so good. you are around restaurants all the time. Louie and I are um, working in restaurants as well as uh, patronizing restaurants. So I just kind of want to have a discussion with the three of us here about what we think Las Vegas is missing in terms of food. So I'll go ahead and start, let you think about it. Brew on it a little bit, Bridgeton. Um, okay. So me, I miss, uh, and it's so specific for me because I'm a nerd. I'm a culinary nerd. Um, it, I would say I miss Burmese food. So it's really big in the Bay Area where I'm from. Um, it's from the country of Myanmar, uh, which used to be called Burma. And it's like super spicy. It's kind of like a mix of all those countries that are around it. Um, it's war-torn. So I don't know what it is about war-torn countries, but sometimes I feel like the flavors of their food is like more interesting because of like the conquering and like, you know, obviously that part's not good, but <laughs> because of what happens with the mixes of people coming in and fighting for whatever reason, all this like beautiful food kind of arises from that. Um, so I really miss Burmese food. I'm hoping that something like that might come in resorts world. Cause I know they have a bunch of Asian food and Asian food eats coming up street food. Uh, but what Louie you're around town, like every single day at restaurants and places, what do you think we're missing? Cause we've got a lot, but what are you, what do you, what do you crave that you don't get? Seasonality. Oh yeah. Um, not That's a lot. A huge thing. So Vegas is built upon like this whole thing because we really don't have any farms. We're and stuck whatever, in the desert. Not. Yeah. So everything is push of the button, right? Instant shipping right. crates. So we have all four seasons. Yeah. So, so for me to get something, it's like so super easy and it's so kind of like very predictable, especially on the strip. I yeah. want to see like a little bit more seasonality and yes. local, local spots have been doing better. Really good. Really yeah, good. really, really good. And um, which is a far cry from where we were like a long time ago. Not, yeah. And even I would say like in the last yeah. year, year yeah. even because of yeah. the pandemic, that's one of the positives that's come out of it is a lot of us have been able to try like the Desert Bloom Eco Farms, the Cluckett um, farm, mm -hmm. the herbs by Diane, like all these little, little guys, like little families, farmer's market type places, um, that we've tried because maybe, you know, you wanted to stay out of the grocery store because you were creating stuff at your house, you know, or, or exactly. they went to garden farms foundation and they asked them to help them build a garden in their yard. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting that that's kind of come of it. And I feel like that's something that could also be, you know, soon on the horizon with people. Buy, yeah. And people buying stuff in Pahrump and buying land out there and maybe, you know, the way that exactly similar to what Desert Boom Eco Farm has done, which is bringing it into Vegas from, you know, an hour ish away or so. Um, and we can get more seasonal products and think. Right. Because if you think about it, I mean, food is best when consumed within its season. One hundred. You know, there's actually that season. And I just find it a natural that's available all year round. And to me, I, I lose like a sense, uh, my sense of um, tracking, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, totally. That's it. That's a really good one. Yeah. Bridge, you're around town a lot. What are you what are you missing? Like, I know you're from Chicago. Is there anything you're missing from there? Um, and it was, that's almost sort of going to my point. Um, 
Uh, I'm not sure if this is something that we're missing, but it's something that I that I hope to see happen more is um, more traditional second and third generation restaurants. Um, mm, yes, that's a great one. Yeah, you and I think that's coming. That's yes, coming. I do too. Yeah. yeah, and I know Vegas is still sort of, uh, I guess, a young, young community. Yeah. And um, but I, I would love to see certain restaurants to where, like, you you were you went to as a kid, and then you grew yes. up, and the restaurant is still there. And like like I was talking about with um, you know, with my grandmother, you sort of get those same vibes and get those same yes. feels to go in there mm-hmm. as an adult. Um, you see different restaurants, 20, 30, 40 years, um, being able to kind of hold on, which unfortunately, you know, COVID. Um, yes. you know, got rid of a lot of and also decimated it, yeah. School, and a lot of the old school restaurants they um they also have to kind of modernize themselves and get themselves on social media and, and, and put themselves out there. Um there's a lot of different um older restaurants that I, you know, um um that I have as, as clients, but also some that really didn't understand how to um use social media or use right. sort of a modernization in order to get more customers in. So I need to ask you, what do you envision for bite-sized future? Like where, what's your ideal future? Well, my ideal future is to, I think, do what Yelp isn't doing. And by that, I mean, um, a big issue that I have with Yelp is that, um, well, most, most businesses, they can't stand Yelp for a number of different reasons I, I, I won't necessarily go into, but one of the biggest issues that I do have with Yelp is um, the reviews. And uh, let's say you go into a restaurant and you're a dick and you go into a restaurant and you don't like a sandwich or you don't like, uh, you don't, you don't like the way a certain dish is prepared. You can go on Yelp and you can just say, you know, the food sucks here. Don't come here. And that's taken away from what potentially that business, somebody will read that and be like, well, I'm not going to go into this place. And which is really kind of unfair because, you know, food is subjective. Uh, I should say how you feel about food can be really subjective. You can, um, one person may like a hot dog and the other person may not like it, but um, you can be taking away business from uh, that particular restaurant, just giving your, I guess, your opinion on it. Now, sure, I, we're all entitled to our opinions, but I say that to say that, um, uh, with bite size, what we do, we try to just let people know that your place is available. We just want people to know, like, hey, it's out here. It's amazing how many people who uh, who lived here. I've met people who lived here 10, 11, 12 years. They go home on a Friday night and have no idea what to do or where to go. And our job, what we want to do, we just want to help people know that these places are available. Go patronize them, check them out, and let it be up to you as to whether or not you like the food. Uh, you know, the service is another thing, but. We, uh, we're all about the positive vibes. We're all about, we don't do any reviews, no comments. Um, we just want to let you guys know, hey, this place is available. It's probably been here. It's in your neighborhood. Why don't you go check it out? And if you enjoy it, great. If not, you know, I, I could tell you about another two or 3,000 other places around town. And if you want to try, uh, you should try. So we're about the positive vibes. We're about uh, letting people know about what's going on in their city in a nice, real, like a real hyper-local way. So, um, and I want to do that. Vegas. I've been in Vegas for 13 years and um, uh, this is where we're kind of like setting our foot, uh, you know, our footing in, we're getting our footing in and um, we're trying to do it uh, as best as we can. We make our mistakes now and we want to take a blueprint once we get done to every major city in the world. I think that you'll be successful if you stay on that path, because I love that. I think a lot of people yeah. right now, especially now, are looking for more people that are positive and more places to be positive. And that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. You could go bitch right. somewhere else. 
you don't need to bitch on about restaurants online. Like, like you said, it hurts all of us. A lot of places, right? There are a lot of places you can go do that. Yeah. We'd rather just show you that, uh, let you know that they're available so you can go patronize them in and uh, leave it up to you to decide whether or not you like. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One more question. Mm-hmm. What is your perfect Vegas night? So who are you with? Where do you eat? And is there an after hours? Go. Oh, you really, really put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I have to preface it by saying that um, because I kind of grew up um, in the nightlife scene out here, when I came out here, I started writing and I was out a lot. Um, I used to cover a lot of different shows, do a lot of different things. I'm pretty boring. My my, my favorite, uh, I think something that uh, my perfect Vegas night would be um, be in my house, be in my house in front of my computer working on my size, which is sad, but um, and the person I'd be with would be my dog. Would be my dog. <laughs> um, That's all right. I any, yeah, I, I have no kids. I have you know no wife, no girlfriend, um, which sounds kind of sad, but actually it kind of works for me. We're um, we're so, putting it out there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is your your dating ad now. Oh, you think so? oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, exactly. but um, the food, the food. Uh, I'll be what would your ideal takeout? You know, this is, yeah, this is a good I'll, one. I'll probably go pick something up. Uh, I can choose a few places. Um, uh, I like uh, I like Boston Fish House at uh, Tivoli Village. Um, they're really good. They're new. You can check them out. They have um, some great crab cakes that I love. Um, if I was just doing pizza, maybe Yukon Pizza at the Vegas Test Kitchen or, um, oh, Gorilla Pizza in, um, inside of the Hard Hat Lounge. Um, right mm. off the uh, industrial is really, really good. For dessert, oh my God, this is a place called DB's Cajun Kitchen. They just opened up and they have what uh, is called a uh, peach cobbler nachos, which is, um, you oh. know, like the peach cobbler and the sauce and everything over like these, uh, like these cinnamon chips, like the, uh, oh, okay. bakes it. uh it's, it's, it's insane. So, uh, maybe one of places, um, yeah, it, they're called uh, peach cobbler nachos at uh, DB's Cajun Kitchen and they just opened up. They're really, really good. Uh, I'll leave it there again. I, if I, if you make me, I, I'll keep talking if you won't stop me. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on then to show and tell. Mm-hmm. Bridge and crew, what do you have for us to show? I have something that is not working right now, but I have my special gimbal. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so important to me with uh, the work that we do. on a- Yeah. Okay. And, foodies and food uh, photographers, listen. <laughs> oh yeah, this is really, really important uh, for your steady shots and for your um. We do some zoom ins and some slow motion stuff. We do some really cool stuff with my gimbal here, and um, I wouldn't be anywhere without it. Um, I'm starting to kind of get away from going to uh, doing the food stuff now. We're uh, uh you know, we're headed. Uh, I'm, I'm sending other people out now to go do the food stuff. I'm just getting way too big eating, and um, you know, I'm actually a, a boxing coach uh, Monday through Friday, and. <laughs> It's so tough because I, I eat all this delicious food. We go out and they give us all this food. So I'm going to be sending other people out. But uh, I wouldn't Let them get that. fat. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. And um, <laughs> But again, I, I'm sort of, I, I got to record with all the food. But I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have my gimbal to uh, to record all the different things that we do on Bite Size. Um, I hope you guys uh, took a look at some of the videos, some of the content that we uh, put together. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have done it without my gimbal. So that's my show and tell. My show nice. and tell piece. I love it. So, gimbal, where do you buy? Um, how much is it? And, uh, like, um, is that a gimbal for, like, a camera or just an iPhone? Both camera 
and iPhone. Um, <laughs> what's funny is that, uh, you know, I, I shoot most of my stuff on my iPhone, and um, the pictures on these phones are just getting insane. Like, it's yeah. so good. I went to um, I went to this thing at UNLV at this film school, and this guy shot an action movie. It was like a 15-minute action movie, and then he showed the behind-the-scenes, and he shot the entire movie using his iPhone. It was insane. Yeah. He's, like, taping it to, um, you know, to the car and taping it to, um, to drones in the air and shooting. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the picture quality was so great. So the phones, I mean, the cameras on these phones are are really, really, really good. But I, I use my phone. I have some cameras that I like to use, but I like kind of using the phone because it kind of gives a more kind of user, user-friendly, user perspective sort of tone to the things that we shoot. I, I like everything that we shoot to make it from the sort of the eyes of someone that would be patronizing a restaurant, not someone that would be special enough to go into the kitchen and do something that was... um anything other than it being a, a little bit more a little bit more grimy a little bit more something that like maybe a user would be using with his phone walking in to a restaurant yeah, right. no, that's yeah. good I get representation yeah the iPhone 12 G it's amazing amazing yeah. like pictures and video. oh god yeah so, I love it I'm in love yeah all right so we are moving on to on the fly let me get your timer ready what this yeah. is bridge is 60 seconds rapid fire questions we're gonna ask you a question you have like literally a second to answer it okay you ready okay it's gonna be easy i promise it's actually really fun louie you ready brother and go pandemic comfort food uh anything fried what did you want to be in kindergarten a ninja favorite (laughs) swear word mother no. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. Dream spot to travel and eat. Oh, uh, Italy. Easy. Your favorite car bumping song. Ooh, man. Uh, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Kendrick Lamar. I love Kendrick. I just did. The first thing that you'll do when this pandemic is fucking over. Continue trying to make bite size the thing that people go to to get to know Vegas. It won't You're stop. not going to get on a plane and travel? No. <laughs> I'm going to keep working. He's, he's um, a man with a vision and a plan, so let him do it. To <laughs> We're going to keep going. All right. The thing about Chicago. The best thing about Chicago, I think, is the people. Um, so many different types of people, so much versatility, but so much history and tradition. Okay. Best thing about Vegas. The best thing about Vegas, I think, is because I, I think the um, it's sort of it's defined, but it's not defined. I think uh, it's still it's still a culture that is still yet to sort of be defined. You know, you can go to Chicago and you can hear it in the accent. You can go to Atlanta and see it in the clothes and see. I think Las Vegas is still yet to sort of kind of be defined by whatever it is to it, it to be defined by. Um, we're still really, really young and really, really new. And I think with really, really great people, and I think we have a lot of really great people, I think uh, in time we'll be able to kind of define Vegas as being something other than uh, what it's known for, which is, you know, the strip and the clubs and, and, sure. and you know, the flat machines. I think yep. it's still sort of undefined, but I think there's a lot of really, really great people still trying to define what Vegas is as a culture. Quick, two more. Your spirit animal. My spirit animal is Tom Brady. Which is an animal, but... Might as well be. He's a goat, so that's yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. All right, He's go like, ahead. Very Last good. one, Louie. 
one black billable fact about you. That's going to be really, really hard because I have no shame. I don't think I have anything <laughs> that I, 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 I do a lot of weird, crazy, freaky stuff, but I'm not ashamed of it. And I don't think anyone can kind of hold that against me. Um, I own it. I own anything and everything that I do. You're not stashing anything secret. There's nothing. I am. I, I have a lot of stuff in my phone that I really wouldn't want my mother to find out about or the world necessarily find out about. But I think if someone found out about it, I'd own it and uh, it'll be okay. You won't get any blackmail money from me. All right. Last thing, Bridge, is we're yeah. going to have you sell it. This is your time for Bite right. Size. What do you want people to know? I want people to know that Bite Size is um, it's something that not only do I think it's special, but I think that it's... Um, it has a lot of heart and uh, I put a lot of time and effort and dedication into creating something that I think people will um, will enjoy. People will uh, be able to use. And uh, we get so we get so many people who, uh, you know, who thank us because um, they'll come into Las Vegas and really don't have an idea where to go and what to do. And they say they use the app in order to kind of figure their way around um, what to do around Las Vegas. And you just type in bite size at any of your app stores. Or you can go to bitesidenation.com with a D. Thank you so much for talking with us, Bridge. Awesome. And good luck. Thank you. We love the idea of what you're doing. And I stay positive, dude. Likewise. Bye. I love you so. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I got introduced to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm going to continue while listening and watching. You guys are great. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. If you like what you've heard, please like, share, and subscribe. We stream new episodes every other Monday. We love hearing from everybody, so please get social with us on Instagram at Two Sharp Chefs, on Facebook at Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, check out my cooking blog at FromChefWithLove.com and Louis's amazing photography at LouisVicta.com. It's been a pleasure. We're 86 till next time.